I guess we don't really need to give it an eight. <laughs> no, no, we can <laughs> we just can, keep talking. Hey, we're fine. So uh, it's, we're good. All right. All right. Uh, we're back for episode four, and we're back again for episode four because Brian just messed with the microphone. Ah. So if we sound less than enthused for the first ah. ten minutes, it's because we already recorded this. <laughs> it's already happened. But, but hopefully the flashing button on the or flashing light doesn't go off again, and everything should be fine. I'm sorry, I did. I forgot that I pushed the button on the mic. It's a new mic. I apologize. Yeah. Welcome so, to EDH Wrecked. Yes. Episode uh, four. Episode four of the podcast where we talk about finite commander, a uh, commander that doesn't have infinite combos. Uh, so finding that space between CEDH and tabletop uh, kitchen table commander, trying yeah. to still be competitive and degenerate, but without the fear of people just going in for Yeah. With the ability to respond is yes. how I look at it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can always do something. There's a There's an option in there. Yeah, so uh, so this week uh, we got a couple things. We're back, so we're gonna do uh, all our segments there. Of uh, we'll look at a random commander. We'll probably get another uh, dragon. Dragon. I'm assuming, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, we didn't do that in the the earlier previous recording, so, so we lost that. That would have been really bad. Um, we're gonna do fuck Mary kill, where we pitch uh, sort of you're playing against these. What would you do? And we've got our play this commander wrong. Uh, Brian and I each have. Uh, commander ready to pitch uh, that should be difficult to build but somewhat interesting. Uh, but yeah, yeah. for that, we're going to start with a listener suggestion. Uh, we sort of have a topic this week of what, rookie mistakes, beginner suggestions. Rookie mistakes! <laughs> right, good, our song's back. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, refuses to sing, yeah. so I'm going to have to carry the singing here. Uh, so yeah, so the topic we are we're asked by one of our many, many viewers... Listeners. We're getting more. Viewers, We're getting there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those people who watch Whatever. our podcast. Yeah. Watch it. On visually. Spotify. Uh, <laughs> have asked us, someone asked us to do rookie mistakes, things that sort of you would you would do as a beginner that you may not do later on. Uh, we each came up with a list. Yeah. And we're going to go back and forth sort of talking about the mistake or the, the, the problem that yeah. might occur. And discussing how you can avoid it. So um, we don't even know if our lists are the same. So we don't know if there's six topics here or two. Well, I know that your out. first one. You know, our first the same one is mine because I recorded half of our conversation, and then we're back at it. We're from the future. <laughs> Ten minutes ago, we had a really good conversation. Let's see if we can have it again. <laughs> uh, is that what the show Heroes was all about? Like a ten-minute conversation that happened? I never watched that show. I don't know. Had an age I man. watched Lost. Oh. <laughs> yep. All right, all right. All right, all right. Let's get back on track. Uh, so, yeah. So, so the first one uh, I, I talked about. So, sort of beginner mistakes of, like, if you're starting Commander, what would make it easier? Uh, so, how could you get into it easier? Um, so, it's like, just don't do these things. It'll be easier. So, my first one uh, is, is sort of uh, choosing your Commander. Don't pick the most degenerate, hated, or competitive Commanders as your starting one. Um, this is because uh, when you play against people, they're going to assume uh, that uh, if you drop Sauron, uh, Sion, blah, I was watching Lord of the Rings, can you tell? Sion, not Sauron, uh, Sion of the Ur-Dragon. Sauron of the Ur-Dragon <laughs> in Mordor. I'm not even drinking this one. Come on, what's wrong with me? One doesn't uh, simply just say Sauron. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're playing Sion of the Ur-Dragon. Uh, and they swing at you, you assume that you're going to get killed with infect. It's the yeah. typical one. So if your deck doesn't have that, people are still going to 
assume that's the case. Yep. And they're going to come at you assuming your deck has all of the, the typical things in it and it's finely tuned and you've yep. paid all your money for all those cards. And what you're going to find is you can't do anything you want because everyone's just hating you out, even if your deck doesn't deserve it. Yeah, it's going to stop you from having a good time with your deck that you probably invested a bit in. But more importantly, if you're just getting into a commander or magic in general, or even if you're just getting into a scene, because this is what I commented on earlier in our Forgotten Tapes. The last uh, episode. <laughs> if you're just getting into a scene, sometimes it's just as good to not start with these generals either. Like, you can have them, um, obviously. But even if you're like an old hat at magic, I've found, you know, in previous times where we see people show up and they show up with these decks, they're, they're pegged as that player in, our, yeah. in the tournaments and in the scene. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it causes this kind of almost like a prejudice against you. That even if you play a lesser general, you're the guy that played Sion of the Ur Dragon. You're the guy that played Urza nowadays, or yeah. attracts a Super Friends. That's who you are. So well, even when you roll in with your Zedru good stuff and just start handing out cool things to people, yeah, uh, you're that player. Yes, and people assume that you've got you know the same you know, tricks. The same tricks, just yeah. you've hidden them in a different deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's playing that, so it must be this. Um, I totally agree that you should sort of pick a, a more moderate general. Yeah, like, like a mid-range, something fun, not something that's terrible, but something yeah. that uh, people aren't going to, like when we talk about commanders, if we rate it as like, oh yeah, they'll get hated out, like there's a, you're three on the hatred, do not start with that. No. Because you no. just don't have an understanding of the politics, you don't have an understanding of what other decks can do, you don't even have an understanding of what your own deck can do, so you can't get out of the fact that like, if you're playing four people, that three suddenly turn against you. Yeah. I I would say, you know, if you're going to pick a deck, don't pick the Donald Trump and don't pick the AOC. Pick, like, the Beto <laughs> O'Rourke of the commander scene. Go sure, go moderate. Go moderate. I think Biden's more moderate than I <laughs> refuse to suggest anyone go Biden, really. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care. Politics. Uh, but, yeah, so you, you need to go with a, you know, I think in my mind, like, you would want to go with a general who's effective, yet not too threatening. Yeah, no. any of the random commanders we've gotten so far would be pretty good. Yep, uh, tribal generals usually work out pretty well, except for maybe zombies. Uh, um, no, well, if you play slivers, don't Okay, don't they're not really slivers. tribal, come on. Don't play allies, people don't like allies either. But, you know, they're the colored tribe, even merfolk, if you just go mono-blue merfolk, you'll usually not get hated as much as Thrasios or whatever, whatever sure. the name of it is. But, you know, you could pick one of those generals in a tribe. I know people like to build tribes. You pick some mono-black yeah. zombie, play it. No one's going to kill you if you drop limb Dolden Necromancer as your deck, but you're just <laughs> straight zombie murder. Like, right. It'll do well, but you're not going to get hated out like you drop Chainer. Yeah, or and if you Yehen. get hated out in your... Yeah, if you get hated out in your first game, it's going to sort of cloud your perception of command. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's best, I said, to just sort of have something you can play and have fun and learn the game without... Uh, being the threat like you know watch what other people do fly under the radar you're yep. going to learn more the longer you're in the game yeah you're gonna and you're gonna learn more about the players and about things that like especially like i said we do have a magic tournament here in our our hometown and it's four rounds and if you're brand new to the scene in that first round can be very telling as to who does what and who has what in their deck so just play it safe if you're in a tournament or in a, a setting where you're gonna be playing more games against people yeah you know definitely tone it back, and then learn the scene. Yeah, so my example is uh, I was just playing in this tournament uh, Maelstrom Wanderer. About a month ago, I lost the tournament to a turn three Maelstrom Wanderer. Uh, I tried to 
board wipe and destroy everything and sort of I was somewhat successful with this deck just had like the most god hand possible. <laughs> I just became a target, I got hated out, no one really lasted too much longer. Um but I was playing someone and it was like the second round of the tournament and they have Maelstrom Wander and I'm like, man, ugh, that Maelstrom Wander <laughs> like a Four weeks ago was really rough. So I, like, turned sixth, uh, gave Merit Lage double strike and killed him. 40 damage. Done. He's out of the game. That's a fair uh, response. Yeah. And then I'm playing him in the third round, and he's got a couple things out, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, yeah, yeah the, the deck's sort of just, like, it gets creatures, and it's just, you know, they just, they fight and whatever. I just make creatures. There's nothing crazy about this deck. <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, now I feel bad. <laughs> Brian's opening his... I don't know, eighth beer? It's only the second so far. (laughs) Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Uh, But, um, yeah, so then it was like, oh, well, his isn't finely tuned. It's not about to drop Scourge. It's not going to take extra turns. It's not doing all the things that Wanderer tends to do. It's just like, hey, I'm going to make creatures, and sure, they have haste, but as long as you have a couple blockers, you can deal with it. He just happened to have a Wanderer. Yeah, but and because of it, I treated him like he played a top-tier Wanderer deck. And it it happens here, like... We had recently a few new players just in our, our own sort of circle join, and one of them happened to build a Riku deck. Right, yeah. And the Riku deck is, for him, it's a joke deck. It's Hydras, and you can't even clone X Hydras. <laughs> but, right. you know, he played it the other weekend, and he just got murdered. And it's because you're running one of the most degenerate, degenerate generals. Combo heavy, in, yeah. Yeah, you expect to die to Riku. Yeah. Not have a bunch of Hydras sitting on the board. Correct. So, so it's a weird thing. And you can be up front with people and be like, yeah, but then but just just play a different channel. And do people trust you is the exactly. other question, you know? <laughs> like and eventually people will realize it, but every new person you'll have to re explain it. And it could so. also just ruin your taste for it. Yes, that that's point, that's right? my biggest concern. Yeah, is that, that you, you be show like, up. Oh, all these people are so mean to me. And yeah. It's like, well no, they're just they don't want to lose. They know them. what your general will do. Yeah. And eventually if you keep that general and you play magic long enough, you will do those things with that general. But you'll know how to do them. You'll know that definitely. Yeah. So that was a very good tip. My tip is a little. My first. My first mistake is a little bit more specific. Sure. Uh, it's not nearly. It's, as uh, always play general. Solray. Always play no. Uh, my <laughs> my first uh, mistake that I notice a lot with new players, and it happens with with veteran players too, but it is more noticeable in, in newer players, is do not empty your hand if you can help it. Right. Well, this is just sort of a any any format it's a, of magic. It's a tip for every format of magic, but especially in a format where you have three other opponents. Right. So it's not like you have just one response to worry about. Yeah. You you know you end your turn. You're at a four person pod. There are three turns of you having no response or even being able to bluff a response. Yeah. One of the tricks in magic, especially if you're running colors that have these things, is to bluff a response. You know, oh yeah. Keep a right. white up and keep a card in your hand, <laughs> and everyone assumes that you have a path or a swords or a mana tithe or a mana tithe if you're for what's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or you know, you keep two blue open, and everyone assumes you have some okay. form of counter spell. If you kick, keep six blue up, everyone assumes you're going to overload seven. 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 Cyclonic rip. Yeah. They'll be really disappointed when you don't. If no. someone's really hedging on it, they'll but... be extremely disappointed when instead you just sunder with one mana left. That's sure. the most disappointing part. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I've played and people are like, oh, you're clearly up rifted hands. Like, yeah. And then they play accordingly. But then it's like, what if I didn't? Like, no, well, half the time like, you don't. The, the, the part about it that, that uh, that's funny is that people will say it to you. There are certain, you'll notice there are players who talk it out. Yeah. So they'll say it right to you. Ah, oh, man, you, you probably have path in hand. Ah. Oh. 
Yeah, no combat. Swing, no swings. Uh, pass. And you're like, I had nothing. I had like two land. But <laughs> yeah. when you when you puke your hand into play or vomit all of your permanents out, you first off, you have everything out at that point. So if there's any kind of wipe or any kind of rift or any yes. kind of board clearing, you're out. You're done. You have nothing and nothing. Uh, second, there's no, again, there's no bluff and or threat. Yeah, and, and usually, like, the big one is just, like, it's turn nine and I gotta land. Yeah. So do you need a ninth land? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just hold it in hand and people will think you have a response. They People'll might. play a little cautiously. And whether they do or not, at least it's in their head and sure, there's no way to know. Better than just, it's, I have a ninth land, who cares? It's better than them 100% <laughs> knowing you don't have a response. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of times we're like, uh, how many cards in hand? We're like, none. Uh, uh, three, four. Oh, and there's always that I one. I five, but I'm tapped out. There's oh, always okay. that one blue uh, player who's like eight. seven, and you're yeah. like, ah, fuck. <laughs> He's got everything he needs, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's the thought. There have been half a dozen times in the last ten games I've played. Six out of ten games, it was my blue deck, where I have nothing. But a mitt full of lands. But yeah, you're just holding. Like, last weekend, where you're like, don't, don't, oh man, you come at me. And then someone's like, come at you. You're like, yeah, I got that. I got that. I died. I just, but, I just said I did. But, uh, you know, there's been plenty of times where you have a mitt full of lands and everyone's just looking at you and going, ah, oh, he's got too much up. I can't, I can't do anything. I, pass. I can't swing into that. <laughs> but you don't even know what that is. And so many new players will just sort of throw everything out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a time and a place. If it's turn five and it gives you no significant advantage to play that five drop creature, don't play the five drop creature. Yeah. Like if you don't need the blocker or need the threat, then hold on to it. Yeah, I was just playing a game where uh, I knew someone had a board wipe because uh, it's one of these generals where it's, it's out and you know they can trigger it. Yeah. Um, but they were like hesitant because they had a bunch of stuff. So I played it one to like be like, all right, here. If I play this, you'll get it. Because. But I had a better creature, and I was like, yeah. I'll save this for next turn, yeah. because I'm going to tease out this board wipe instead of playing both and losing both. Like, yeah, exactly. Like how, you know... One of my favorite teases is Consecrated Sphinx, because right. you don't actually need it. It's <laughs> right. awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing card. It gives you an incredible amount of card advantage, uh, but it'll always bring out the wipe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no yeah. one's gonna let that thing live yeah and then you dump the hand that you've been like well, i don't yeah, really exactly. want to because that guy's out of hand so everyone's looking for a board wipe and do i really want to play a bunch of creatures and have them just die and because just, yeah. yeah yeah so you force the issue with a creature that's good but not game breaking to you yeah. right and then you you play what you want after that yeah you know? and don't that you know under the same vein don't play into open mana you know like i just said like people have a bunch of open mana don't just start playing everything. Like, play things one at a time. Right. Wait for responses. <laughs> yes. You know, how many times have we all seen someone go, uh, uh, tap 17, play these four creatures, and it's like, whoa, whoa, back it up. <laughs> Response. And then you're like, well, I'm fucked I countered now. Like, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's Which, the one I hate the most. That's, you know, you showed me what you have. <laughs> yeah. So, resolve, resolve, resolve. Yeah. Would you like to play the last creature? Um, Yes, that's another one is to remember that you have to go to combat. That was a one I had to learn coming back to it because people would like, yes. they'll be like, uh, go to combat, swing this at Brian. You're like, oh, well, no, I get to respond to you going to, to go combat. combat yeah. Now that you've told me you're swinging at me, I would like to uh, tap all your creatures. <laughs> I would like to swords that one yeah. and I'll do that to that one and then uh, now you have nothing. So if you really, because it's multiplayer, if it's like, do they have something in hand? Be like, go to combat. 
Because you have like an attack trigger like yeah. Illaharg or something. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, uh, and people will be like, well, I don't know if they're really coming at me. And then you'll be like, come at this person. And they can do it, but now your trigger's on the stack. A lot of times I'll look at the colors of people playing and like for the instant effect colors, uh, you know, the white and the blue, I'll sort of ask the player, uh, any response? You know, right. to, the, to the guy playing blue, go to combat. Any response? Now you're good. You? No? Okay. Now we'll get the attack yeah. trigger out of the way. Yeah, don't reveal everything when you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. If you have a multiple trigger effect, like something that's happening, you know, six or seven times that you're going to trigger, right. do them one at a time. Like pyrohemia. Yes. They'll be like pyrohemia for ten. Do it one response. at a time. <laughs> pyrohemia for one. Do you respond? Yeah. No. Another one. one. Do one. you respond? One. <laughs> one. Sometimes you can respond. Get away with saying, All right, now I will respond to you yeah, by triggering pyrohemia. pyrohemia seven more times. Sometimes you can get away with saying. I'm going to trigger this 10 times, and I'm going to let it resolve. Like, well, that's where usually you're like, I'm going to do it once. And yeah, response, but heads up, I'm going to keep doing, doing it. this. Yeah. Is anyone actually going to respond? Yeah, tell and me when like, you respond. No, or if it's like, I'm just going to keep triggering it to tell me when to stop. Like, yeah. You've yeah. got to sort of get it so you're not just taking forever, but yeah, exactly. you've got to know sort of how things work. You can't just, <laughs> again, it comes down to the timing and the whole, like I said, like my turn for it is like puking your hand into play, like puking your plays out. Just... Sort of vomiting everything you have to do at once. Yeah. It's what you want to get away from. Yeah. Is is having responses or having the illusion of responses and allowing people to respond back so that you can respond afterwards. Yes. You know, and and that, that's not even a thing that I'd say uh, rookies do. Like almost everyone <laughs> I play with is like at some point goes like float 47, do this 47 times, response after the first trigger. And you're like, ah, for fuck's sake. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just forgot about that yeah, part. because you got to remember that if you step ahead, they're allowed to go back to where you, they were supposed to be able to respond. Yeah. They just have all the information you gave you them. You just handed them a whole free ahead. dossier of what yeah. you're going to do. <laughs> Your tip, sir. Yeah. Or so, a mistake. So my, my second one is sort of similar to my first one, which is uh, a little bit of how I still play Commander. I read it, I think, somewhere on, like, Star City Games. Someone writes about it, but they call it, like, 75% Commander, and it took me a little while to figure out what they're talking about. But it's basically the idea that um, you don't fine-tune your deck, which means, like, you don't have to play Force of Will in every blue deck. You can do whatever. But the point is that, uh, the or I guess the idea is your deck don't have the best deck on the board, have, like, the second best one. Because if you have the second best one, you can fly into the radar and get uh, the stuff you want to do, and the best one will take the hate. And it's, again, yeah. for beginners, is do not, it's sort of related to picking the commander, do not make yours the best deck. Because if you do, people will come at you. And if you play three people, so you've got two people you're really playing against, um, you can get away with a little more, but as soon as you play with four, you usually can't fend off three people. Yeah. So if your deck is purposely sort of hindered in some way, that people are like, well, do you play Triumph of the Hordes? Like, well, no. Like, yeah. Because I'm just not. It'll ease back yeah. on sort of the threat of your it's deck. A, it's one of those things where it's, um, it's, it's akin to picking up your opening hand and seeing, you know, Mana, mana, soul ring, something, something. Yeah. But nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. So you know you can get off to the most rip-roaring start ever yeah. and then die because you're the furthest ahead. Yeah. Right? Because how many times is like first creature? I swing at the guy who played uh, soul ring. With uh, the swords. Sword. Like yeah, on a 2-2 two, two or something, haste. It's yeah. like, swing with this thing. Oh, no, it's dead. Yeah. 
Sarah's Ascendant, turn one. Be prepared for yeah. the responses here. <laughs> uh, Mana, Soul Ring, Vault? Yeah. Pass? It's like, oh, come on, asshole. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. Uh, shattering spree. <laughs> <laughs> By force. Yeah. With my soul ring. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely... Uh, it's one of those touch of field things. You have to feel your way through. Um, you know, if you see a guy over at the table just mulled twice, and he's not really feeling his hand, you could probably get away with stretching it a bit more. But if everyone kept their opening hand and yeah. you still have the ability to ramp out ahead... Sometimes maybe you shouldn't, you know? Drop the tap lamp first. <laughs> yeah. So you don't show them the soul Pretend ring. Pretend you soul ring turn three because it wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you, you top decked it. You, that's what yeah. you declare. You're like, uh, oh, soul ring off the top. That's crazy. <laughs> How'd that happen? You know, yeah. but you had it in your opening hand with the land to play it, but yeah. you slow it down a little. And that's just sort of, that's the politics of playing sort of to not reveal your strength. But I'm also just talking about just build your deck to not, once you haven't picked <clears> the... I don't most know degenerate I, commander. I just, mean, I agree with the fact of not running like the, you know, the the forces are, you know, overly spending. Yes. You could definitely get, you know, you can run pack, you can run... Oh, you, you can, can run, run the stables, but... But I mean, no, no. I'm totally fine with someone fine-tuning their deck to the point where it's perfect for them. Sure, but like I have a deck that has blue but no cyclonic rift. I have other things in it. Because I don't want to be the person who's like, well, I you always have completely disagree rift, with you. So I always want to get rid of you. <laughs> I completely That's disagree. That's because you. you play a little harder than I do. <laughs> but I might. I might. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just to start. It's a good place to start. It's definitely the thing. That, and I'm sure I've pitched this, but my decks are probably fairly well off. But they do well. There's definitely well. people are like, do you run this? It's like, nah, I just don't bother. I just don't. Well, well. I guess it's more than my arithmetic we talked about last time. Uh, I don't run Lab Man. I definitely should. I just really don't want to win through that condition. Oh, and I'm I'm at the point now too. <laughs> I mean, you know, and we all had our phases in Magic where you played hard. You know, when I got back into, into Magic was Commander. I bought Atraxa, so it was 2016. Yeah. Um, you know, a year after that, I had built all the hardest generals I knew, and then you just break them up because you're tired of it. Yeah. And now three years after that, I'm sitting there and every deck I have is a meme. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> And like oh, single creature Zergo, and yeah. like you know, and stupid like uh, do all the counters attract. So like, it doesn't matter um, anymore for me to have like you said the most finely tuned deck. For me, it's for fun. But for you're right though. For the the other side of the finely tuned decks, I feel is that a lot of times when you have a finely tuned deck, it's also on the overly complicated side. Sure, yeah. there's a lot of triggers you don't have to worry about. Why would you play Force of Will and worry about the alternate casting cost when you can buy a $2 counter spell that's going to do the exact same thing? Yes. Uh, or dissipate to exile that spell. Like, you, as a new player to Magic or even Commander, because there's a big difference between having four of in a, in a deck and having Singleton. Yes. You know, so even if you're comfortable with Standard or Modern, you got to worry about the fact that when you cast that spell, that's probably the only time you're going to cast that spell this game. Yeah, and you can't rely on it. You yeah. gotta have some redundancy, so you're always sort of you're always playing worse exactly. versions yeah. or similar versions. Of the you same have three card. cards that do the same thing because you need to hit that card. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a hundred percent. I do agree with the fact that you don't need to run as hard as you want or as hard as you feel you should. Commander is a game of timing more yeah. so than anything, and less timing of when you cast a spell and like allowing your opponents to resolve and more of a timing of when it's time to strike. Yeah, well, it's, it's remembering that it's multiplayer. No matter what, you have to deal with politics. 
Exactly. Which uh, leads to... Is that to your next one? My next topic... Perfect. Uh, ...is uh, somewhat like that. It's playing 1v1 in Commander. So what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, a lot of times when you see new players sit down, they will spread out... Oh, is it like the classic, like, Voltron? Like, look, if you're going to attack that person, you kill, keep attacking yeah, them. Don't. Yeah, you don't want to make an enemy of everyone at the board. Inadvertently, in your head, you say, oh, I can't make an enemy of this guy. Right, I'm going to be nice them. and swing at someone else. But you, what you're doing is you're actually making an enemy of everyone at the board. Yes, <laughs> right. Like, when you drop your general, and you just start cranking a guy for six with whatever you have, and you're like, oh, I'll swing at this guy next, and now this guy, and I'll spread it out. Now all of them hate you. Yes. For what you've done. <laughs> So if you're dedicating yourself to an aggressive deck, you have to pick a player. Yes. Now you can change that player. Sometimes people will get out ahead. And right. Go it's down. it'll. You can tell when the mood shifts to be like, look, this person yeah. needs to be stopped. Then swing at them. Switch, but don't just be like, uh, we all have five lands and nothing don't else. Roll so <laughs> don't roll a dice. Don't roll a dice. Or you do like everybody who rolls a dice, but doesn't declare what the dice roll. No, you just roll and it and just say. is like uh, you, and it's like, did you just pick me? Or did the dice did the decide? Dice tell you? I don't know. The dice roll one is the biggest cop out <laughs> in Magic. Personally, I will kill you if you roll a dice <laughs> solely on the purpose. I don't of know who I should swing at. So I'll just roll I'll a just, dice. Uh, you know what? I won't base it on board state. Yeah. I'll just roll. Yeah. Oh, did you get landscrewed the last three turns? That's it's the dice rolled you, buddy. <laughs> I uh, it's this annihilator trigger. I don't want to be mean. I'll just roll to see who gets screwed by. <laughs> who gets the annihilator trigger? If you're playing annihilator, you're playing mean. Just decide who. <laughs> same with infect. Same with all. Like you, you have to realize that you're you're yeah you're in a game of politics. You're in a game of multiplayer, but you're also playing to win. Hopefully, yeah. Um, and once you pick that person, they're probably not going to like the fact that you just cracked them. So kill them. Yeah. You know? And if you have to board wipe and wipe everyone's out, that's fine. If you have to do... You do what you have to do to survive, but don't sit there and toss around... Right. You know? <laughs> What's that stupid new uh, snake that can get protection from everything? That the new, uh, No, no. Uh, oh, Hex Trigger. Yeah. Right. I played a game with a kid who put that out, and uh, he cranked it up to pro everything. And then he just started going around the board. <laughs> when I was the obvious threat, like, I had it on lock, and the kid was just like... Five to you, five to you, five to you, because it had a minus one, minus one counter on it. And he just did that over and over again until the, the, the guy sitting next to me just started yelling at me. <laughs> like, actually yelling yeah. at me. He's like, why aren't you attacking this guy? Look at what he's doing to us! And I, I couldn't even deny it. I was like, I... Should you state what terrible pretty, deck you were playing? Pretty fair. I was playing Grand Arbiter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if someone's playing Grand Arbiter and you have a 5-5 five, five pro everything, you should kill the Grand Arbiter. That's rule three. <laughs> that's, that's mistake three. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's one of the biggest mistakes I notice even. And, again, that's one of those mistakes that spreads into um, really what that does is that spreads into sort of like your own personal. Like if you're at a table with three friends – you know, sometimes you don't want to do that. that oh, if you're playing super casual, then you might just do it because you're like, look. But I mean, even in a tournament, sometimes but, you're the guy's behind, but you know what his general does, and you're like, ah. Yeah. You know what? Once you pick that target, you kind of have to stay dedicated to it. Yes. To just, because eventually the game will end, and you want to be that one in first place. Yeah, I've done it sometimes with Voltron where I'll like swing a bit at someone, and then when someone else, you know, so that I'm like, look, late game, I'm going to want them to have had something. But yeah. you really have to justify we're switching so other people know. Yeah. So that 
the third person doesn't think you're just like a wild card and can't yeah. be trusted. Like if someone just drops Lab Man and passes the turn, it's like, well, I'm probably gonna have to prank yeah, on that. And everyone you're, understands. You're gonna probably try to win here. Yeah. Um because you're not dropping Lab Man on turn three. <laughs> you're dropping when you're about to win. <laughs> Favorite one was someone that had Lab Man and then they dropped Leveler. Oh my lord. And in response I bounced their because they're tapped out, I bounced Lab Man. <laughs> and I was like he's like, Oh, Oh, crap. I was like, yeah, like, why didn't you have a response or anything to do with it? The, the best so play I ever saw... Turn, it was like, draw, lose. The best <laughs> play I ever saw for that was uh, for sort of playing out of sequence and, like, just dropping something that is obviously wing con. Is that yeah. I saw a goblin deck uh, drop a Skirk Prospector on turn one. <laughs> right. Like, like that's the play. Like, right, but that's what we're talking about, not just crapping out your hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Start. It was like, look, there's a appropriate time just because you can cast it doesn't mean you should yeah but again you drop lab maniac or or you drop skirt prospect at some point you're the new target yeah <laughs> and i mean if you're new to magic no, these like are that. cards that you learn because at first glance both of those cards don't look that terrifying right but anyone who's ever played against either of those cards know that they need to die immediately yeah uh my favorite is uh, paradox engine pass yeah, like you are aware you're dead before your next turn, yeah. right? Because everyone knows you're going to combo out in your turn. Yeah, why would you have bothered to do that? Don't even play it. <laughs> Beginners really shouldn't play Pirate Paradox Engine. That'd be a really good strategy. I'm of the opinion that no one should play it. I think <laughs> yeah. that that I think that that card was one of the worst cards Magic's ever made for for like fun and fairness and just keeping everything cool. That is a bad card for Magic. Yeah. There's no good point of having a Paradox Engine on the board. No. It's it's to get as close to infinite without being infinite as possible. Yeah, or going infinite. It's just it's literally just there so that you can just combo load it. There's no other point to it. Yeah. It's not like it's gonna ramp you. You're comboing. You're done. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand it. Uh, you have another tip. Uh, mine was mistake. Just, my last one was just a reminder from sort of last week was to actually play removal. A that was of, my last tip perfect. too. Uh. So a lot of beginners show up and you're like, uh, you got anything? They're like, nah, I don't play removal. And how many how many times do you happens. hear how many times do you hear the words I don't have an answer for that? Yeah. And it, it's bad I, when you like you end up playing with a bunch of new people and someone drops something and you're like, anyone? And they're like, nah, and you're like, oh god, like it's all on me. Every card <laughs> is on me. Because these people did not think that other people were playing decks. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they, they assumed that their deck was exactly like theirs, except slower. Yeah. So they do it first. <laughs> um, you need to run answers. I not even removal, but how many times have I faced a blue or a green deck that didn't have a counterspell or artifact removal? Where's your Crows and Grip? You know, <laughs> at the very least, green, where's your Crows yeah. and Grip? I said that the other day. The last round we played in, it was green-black, green-blue, myself on white blue yeah. and then a guy playing mono green and i said uh, i played a, i played uh the statue of the god pharaoh yeah right and everyone starts whining i was like well just play your grip two of the players kid you not were like i don't run it in here and i said what is wrong with you it's like the best artifact <laughs> removal the blue player was like i have it i said well mystical tutor to the top he's like i don't run mystical tutor i said what is wrong with you people uh, you did know, you win that game? I, I did. Yeah, uh, well, because see, that's what happens. Play removal. You need some form of answer. Yeah. Whether it be removal, a counterspell, bounce effect, you need to be able to respond to your opponents at instant speed. Yeah, and especially if you're new because 
you're going to face people who know what they're doing and they're going to have a better tuned deck and they're going to do all this stuff. So you've got to be able to stop them. Yeah. Um, Even if their deck's not better tuned, that this is one of the, the points that I get to in one of my suggestions is you need to know your deck. And the thing is, yeah. your deck may have better cards in it, but if you've only played that, you know, three times, and I've played 50 with my deck, I know exactly how to pilot my deck. Right. I know the feel of the draw, I know the feel of the cards, I know which ones are going to interact the right way. You may not. Yeah. So even if you have the better cards and you spent $5,000 on your deck, chances are when I start going into my combos, you're not going to be able to understand where I'm going. Right. But that's sort of... And you need to roll harder, but you just got to recognize which ones are bad. But I was thinking like if you showed up and your deck's like... Well, not just rule, but like counters. I have... Uh, this deck, whatever commander, and it's like I have thirty answers in it. Yeah. What does the deck do? I uh, it's sort of Voltron, I guess, but really it just has answers. But you'd probably do fine to start. Yep. You'd learn what are threats. People would inform you what are threats, uh, and you you might have trouble winning, but you'd probably do pretty good at coming like second. You'll you'll consistently place if you just if you run too many answers, it's better than running too few. Yes. At the end of the day, just having a shit ton of creatures and enchantments that help you out is way worse than having answers to what your opponent's Yeah, doing. and like our last tournament we were playing, there were so many Smothering Tithes. <laughs> and like, we just that. do it now. I did play a game where Smothering Tithe was destroyed, then recast, then destroyed, then recast. So like, alright, so the deck could recur it. A little bit problematic, but here we go. Um, Look at that spike. But there were so many times where it was like, why, why, come on, yeah. like, I'm fishing for an answer, I find one, but I couldn't believe no one else was thinking this was a bad yeah. thing, that yeah. this was a priority. <laughs> exactly. It's, you run into the deck, and I mean, it goes back to what we were saying last week about the greed, it's sort of inherent in magic, and that's, that's one of the key problems, I think, with new players, is they'll see a deck being played, they'll ask someone to look at their deck, that player's greedy. Like, yeah. there's very few players who run enough answers. Like, I won't even say that I run enough answers. Oh, there's, I, I there have decks I have that, that I definitely yeah, don't. I should have more. I, it's what I'm like, my new task is to, like, sort of get yeah, more answers. Me too. In. It's to take away sort of the effects that I think should win me the game and put in more to stop you from winning the game. Yeah. Is my goal with most decks. Yeah. But, you know, so they'll see this deck that plays like that. They'll build their deck around this style. And all of a sudden, you have a whole table full of no answers. And one of the players goes nuts. And you're the only guy at the table that, can, like you just said, the only one that can respond to that smothering ties. Three I think times. I cast Oster Command for artifacts and, uh, and enchantments. enchantments like twice in <laughs> two different games because, like, no one. It was like I blow up everything because I did like the smothering type is super irritating. Yep. And I'm sorry you might lose something, but like this is number one priority, and no one seems to care. Exactly. Uh, I have a couple like suggestions for new players sure. to go along with our mistakes. So we'll just quickly go over it. Uh, my first suggestion to new players, uh, it sort of ties into what Evan was saying earlier about uh, building your decks and sort of looking for generals. When you build your deck, look for additions. Don't net deck it. I, and by net deck, I mean don't go online and find a deck list. Because one, those deck lists are super tuned. And you won't be able to follow what they're doing if you're new to magic. <laughs> right. You just won't. You won't know how it wins. Most of those decks are combo because you no one puts up a net deck of just primal search creatures. You just net decks are usually combo piece decks. Yeah. You won't understand when it's time to go. So instead, pick a general you like, 
build it, homebrew it, and then look on those websites, not for how to build your deck, but what pieces you may have missed. Yeah, and that's what I was doing. Like, I, this whole podcast is basically dedicated to not net deck. Yes, 100%. Just doing your own thing. Do your own thing. Pick a theme, pick a commander, whatever. Just don't. So, like, I go online, but it's more like, uh, what do people Was that a Spike Lee joint? Do your own thing? Uh, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Still, still applies. <laughs> still applies. Uh, but, um... <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, oh, what did I miss? And it's like, oh, well, there's this card I just never heard of that's yeah. super good. Um, I use EDH Rec to find the pieces after I've used the deck a while. Yeah, you or play, you're like, here's my idea, here's what I've got. Let's double check it and miss something. Yeah, something key or tangible. But as a general rule, you should build your own deck, play it, see where it goes wrong, see what pieces you like, yeah. and move from there. Um, Sounds good. What's your next Another suggestion? one is you should ask questions about everything. So you should never be worried oh, about yeah, yeah. interrupting something to find out how something works. But don't don't explain all your cards. No, no. A lot no. of beginners do that. Yeah. They're like, I play uh, Rustic Study. Rustic Study. So, uh, so what happens is when you play a spell, it's like I know what Rustic Study. Someone will, does. if you're a new player, someone will ask you to see the card if they don't know it. Yeah. A lot of times too, if, if you play a card that no one knows what it says. You're gonna get one of two responses from vets either, oh, yeah, or you're gonna be like, "Wow, that's really nifty!" Like I didn't even yeah. think of that. So you don't need to explain a card; someone will ask. No, but if you need to know how something works, you need to ask because most of the time, if you're at a table with a bunch of people who know how to play, yeah, they're just gonna let things happen, and they know the resolution. Yeah, but then the other thing is, since it's multiplayer, if you if you play something, and I'm like, Ugh, "Paradox Engine, Brian, what's wrong with you?" Yeah, and someone's like, "Oh, what?" Another player is going to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to try to do this. 100%. I'm going to reveal his strategy because it'll help yep. me. 100%. So the people will be truthful. They're not. No one's going to be like, yes. oh, I don't know what Yehenny does. But you should stop. <laughs> what I'm saying is you should just stop at every trigger you need to and even ask them, like, how does this work? Yeah. Where? How does this layer itself? How does it stack? Like, I, for example, even up until recently, had a very tough time. Uh, dealing with replacement effects in Sylvan Library. So replacement to draw in Sylvan Library. Right. And how they stack. The wording on Gatherer isn't the best. I had to get two people to explain it to me. But like, if you don't know how something works, just ask. Any yeah. player worth their salt or any player who's played long enough will sit down and will explain it. Or they'll go, uh, this guy knows, just go ask him. Yeah. Or they'll yell to him. Anyone tell this guy how this works? Because <laughs> I don't really know either. But... Yeah. Uh, You'll have an explanation, and there's usually someone in the room who can explain it in a way that you can understand if you've never even played Magic. Yeah, before. Commander is the most complicated format because there's so many interactions. Yeah, but there's so so, no one's going to be surprised if you ask questions. There's such a variance of interactions. Yeah. like you know, you play Vintage, and you're going to find some way more ridiculous interactions, but it's going to be the same ones over and over again. Yeah, Commander's going to have stupid ones where we have to go to forums. Right. And check. And you're <laughs> like, sure that we're interpreting. So Vesiva does copy the creature that it's enchanted on with the with the stupid yeah. lingify. Yeah, it does. But <laughs> it's it's one of those style where you just sometimes you run into a problem, and it's a group effort. Yeah. But if you don't know what's happening, even with your own cards, ask the table, and someone will tell you. Said so my 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 big one we had to look up was when another player stole Tanifa. Yep. It was phased out, and that player. Was eliminated by someone else. So it goes to my the next general, player. My general, what happens to it? What was the final res resolution of that? I think we looked it up, and the general would phase in the next time you'd get around to the eliminated player's turn in rotation. Yeah, it and would phase in. back into my control. Yeah. 
but like we had to look that up because oh, like, yeah, I have yeah. no. I think for that one, I just said I'll just exile it. I'll put it in my command zone. We we're playing casually. I'll figure it out I'll next figure it time. Out the uh, the final tip that I have for new players: do not discount tutors. Uh, when I started playing Magic, and I know a lot of players who have, where you look at say a Wood Elf, and you think to yourself, that's a one one for three, and all it does right. is get me a land. But on turn three, that puts you at turn five if you have a land drop next to you. Yeah, you are a turn a, ahead. You're a turn ahead minimum. Same with Solemn. Same with even Demonic Tutor, where it's a four drop tutor. It's still a useful card. Yeah. If Diabolic you don't have tutor. Diabolic, yeah. If you don't have Demonic, yeah. Diabolic is your next best friend. And people will be like, oh, you're playing it. But like, look, yeah, I'm playing it to like yeah. win a couple bucks at this tournament and then I'll go buy yeah. the proper one. And then Vampiric Tutor, do you know how many times I've had to like, people are like, but you lose two life and it just puts it on top of your deck. Yes, but it's a turn one drop that can put you well ahead of the game. Yes. Like, tutors, when you start, uh, the cheap tutors especially, the ones in the $1 to $5 range, if you're building your first commander deck, are incredibly effective. Merchant Scroll, Mystical Tutor, Diabolic Tutor, you know, Beseech the Queen. These are all incredibly effective, uh, cheap answers to getting your win con or your piece out that you need. Yeah. And you shouldn't overlook them. Uh, land Tutors especially. If you're playing green or you're playing any other color and you can get a burnished heart, put it in your deck. You know, don't discount the Tutors just because they don't look powerful. Right, because they don't technically do anything. Just yeah, get you another card. they just get you another land. But and it thins out your deck, but at 99, it doesn't do anything. It does Yeah, I used to <laughs> say that. In, I used to run mono decks with Terraformic Expanse and say that. <laughs> and I'm sending the deck, bro. I'm sending the deck, just for fun. Just because. Yeah. But anyway, those are my three sort of tips for new players. Yep, I think that's pretty encompassing. We, we've yeah. been yammered on for yeah, quite some yeah, time. a little bit of time. I think we should get to our random commanders here in the background. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Once again... I am at the side of the microphone where I can barely see the computer screen. So I don't know why you keep complaining. Uh, we're going to go with me first for that one. You think we'd learn, but all right, no. Brian, let's see your dragon, because last week I got the dragon you only did? because I changed... Oh! Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Woo! I got Pashalik Mon. All right, he the, is new, the, the new goblin. The new goblin, a three-drop 2-2. Two, two. When he or another goblin you control dies... He deals one damage to any target, and for three and a red, you can essentially what's called Goblin Warrants. Sack Goblin, create two more Goblin Tokens. Uh, I have a soft spot in my hair for Goblins. I'm yeah, say, you run Zada, and I know you're like, this has to go in Zada. But it's now, already in. Would you play it? I mean, you wouldn't play it instead of Zada. No. But oh, God, no. Totally this, different deck, first Would off. this be a good Goblin Commander? I feel it's on par with maybe the second Cranko. Like, I still feel Zad and Cranko are top dogs for Goblin Commanders, but... They're... Sure. Cranko's slightly uninspired as a Goblin Commander. He's just... He's... he's, he's, he's you see it he's all bread. the time. He's white bread. This yeah. would be interesting just because people would be like, oh, that's cool. It's not Cranko. Yeah, it's not Cranko, <laughs> but it has the ability to produce Goblins on a less... Well, obviously on a smaller scale, but... Um, it's cheaper, uh, and he has a punishment for you if you wipe out those massive amounts of goblins. So yeah. once it reaches sort of that critical mass, you know, you've produced 20 or 30 goblin tokens, no one really wants to board wipe. No, and this reminds me that my current MGG Arena deck, a whopping $10 is like <laughs> uh, Vault Devils, and it's doing better than you'd think because I keep playing people who just like can't do the math. 
they can't figure out that if they kill my creatures, they still take damage. Yep. And then you play, like, Jalea that makes your ones do extra, One extra damage, damage, and they're just totally lost. This guy's in the this same thing. The same you, thing. Could, you could, uh... You get gratuitous violence, or, uh, Yeah, gratuitous violence, you get Jaya, you get And then it's like, that. board wipe me all you want, you're gonna die. Yep. <laughs> so, I would play this general just as, like, I, I think this general is definitely effective. Um, to be fair... Most goblin generals are effective. Just because goblins as a tribe is pretty good. It's a pretty effective, especially pretty for red. Uh, you have a lot of surprising options in in red with goblins. Um, Probably a good starter deck as we're talking about like what not to do. Yeah, if you goblins, have the choice, I, I mean, feel like you could do Zada wouldn't be the best because it's a little complicated. No, I'd go with I'd go but with goblins would be a pretty good starter because it's fast enough that you've got Bashalik presence, Mon but is the exact general that you were talking about at the beginning where. Uh, you don't want to go hard, but you want to be competitive. So I feel that this guy, uh, he's not Krenko. So you're yes. not going to suffer. But he can produce goblins at a, at a really good pace. And yeah. red is pretty good at sort of explosive mana production. So you can just like play like mana geysers, desperate ritual, things like that, where you can produce yeah. a shit ton of mana in one turn and just make goblins. And then all of a sudden there's a threat. Yeah, because uh, he produces for what, four? For four, you sack a goblin to produce two. So he yeah. triggers his power off the one, makes an extra one. You ping someone with you that ping one someone. you killed. And now, all of a sudden, you have this chain where maybe you have 10 or 12 goblins at the end. You know, you play yeah. goblin uh, bombardment, and now you're... Fish of Shadows would be pretty good in this deck. Both of those cards would be amazing. <laughs> um, on the scale... The, the the fun scale, push, uh, I personally think goblins are hilarious because... I think this one would be pretty fun because it's he's I, got two abilities that um, well, they play each a other. lot with. They play into they each play other, each right? other. So, But also, as a general rule, I find mono-red goblins as a tribe to just be fun anyway because you have almost no way to stop your opponent. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you're just kind of going for it and people know that. So unless you're really rolling Krenko hard, you're probably going to get away with a lot more, unless you drop Porphos, you're going to get away with a lot more uh, shenanigans with a goblin deck than you would in, say, a mono-black zombie deck or a, sure, yeah. or a blue merfolk or a, a white soul deck. Like, because they know you're playing creatures, but you don't necessarily have like a crazy follow. Zombies, they assume that they're all going to come back and, and you've got an endless swarm and there's and, and there's story. you have the ability to remove shit as a general rule though red and commander doesn't have a lot of removal at instant speed they have board wipes and you have chaos warp and lightning bolt and that's about your instant speed removal at that point there's a, yeah there's a couple weird ones is, i try to play all the artifact ones but they're not tend to be instant and they're yeah and they're also like kind of inefficient but uh but we talked about this last week uh if you're playing mono red you have to put in uh, red Elemental Blast. And Pyroblast. Yeah. Both, Both of which, them should be in your yeah. deck. Yeah. You will be surprised at how effective they are. You're usually playing a blue You'll player. You'll draw 9 out of 10 times. usually a card you don't like. Yeah, 9 out of 10 times those cards are terrible, and then that one time it works out when someone drops Expropriate and you just go, nope. Yeah. You'll love it. You'll or love it. the Cyclonic Rift, and you're like, uh, yeah. countered. Reverberate, like, same what, thing. What's like, happening? Uh, <laughs> There's a bunch of red spells that screw around oh, with yeah, everything. Like fork, where you can fork, fork reverberate, yeah. reiterate. You can screw with them. But as a general rule, you're not stopping what they do. Red, yeah. red, I find, especially mono red, mono red is considered a pretty weak color in Commander. Probably the weakest, um, I would I would say. There's not a color I feel that's treated with as much disrespect as mono red. I don't agree with that disrespect. 
I don't agree with it, but it's true. It happens. It because it has no uh, standard response to your turn. It's fair. If a blue player is playing, they have a counter spell most likely. If a white player is playing, they have removal. Black player, same thing. Green, fuck green. But uh, (laughs) this guy, I think so. For for fun, I'm gonna put him at a two and a half. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Not quite three, but I think there's a lot. That can be done. There's a lot of fun in Goblins. Uh, he's definitely our funnest general, I feel, that we've flipped so far. Uh, politics? Politics. Red politics, on the flip side of, of fun, are pretty low. There's yeah, a, I feel like Goblins is like a one. Like you're, you're Well, the problem with this guy, anything. too, is that his power just kills people. So yeah. there's no politics in here. I'm going to go on a one yeah. uh, and hate. I'm going to go on a two. You'll get a bit because they'll be worried about an explosive start. You'll get worried Again, if you have flip 20 side, goblins and they can't board white. Yeah. But, and on the flip side, they're always going to also worry that in your 99 is Cranko. Yeah. Cranko is you're the, playing mono the red, which threat. instantly sort of lessens the hate you take on the board. So you Unless take you're three. playing like mono red Perforos, then you're like target one. Well, yeah. Perforos is threes on everything except fun. That's a one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does the same thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's a one on it's politics, double. too. Yeah, it is. There's no politics. No well, it's, it's either a one or a three. Either you right, let's hit the red everything. And see if we get Perforos and we've already just talked about him. <laughs> and you're... Oh, oh Princess Lucretia. Oh, man. Oh, way back. Here is we go. Is this a Legend. <laughs> it is. So, oh. <laughs> so... Wow. I can't believe you got this. Is it a Demir? It is. Okay. So, sure. <laughs> Evan got Princess Lucretia. We're uh, keeping our trend. We just didn't get a crappy dragon. We just got a... I'd like to point legend. out... This yep. is a six drop five four, so Manager, it's three yeah. a black and two blue. Okay, five four legend. So tap, add a blue to your mana pool. Play this ability. That that's gone now. As an interrupt, as an interrupt. so it can't be stopped. But uh, so it it's a blue mana dork for six. Sure. Um, <laughs> I like how the price of this one hasn't spiked like some I other. I don't ones. know if we've. I've ever even seen a worse general. Like, I would almost rather have it be vanilla. <laughs> yeah, like if you just played like Lady Orca, like it probably would have dropped its casting cost by one. Um, this would be like the deck that you just play like uh, blue black good stuff, where you're just like, look, my commander's <laughs> irrelevant. I'm just playing these colors. This is Secret Commander Lazab right here. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Just lunge um, him in. This is bad. Yeah, uh, I've actually never seen this card played. I've never seen it in re- the real I, world. I, think, I didn't even know this card existed. I think one of our friends right has now. this card um, solely because he collects them all. But Do you uh, want to click on the decks and see if what uh, what oh anyone Lord. actually has suggested for this monstrosity? So there's ten decks. So let's just slide down and see what the what the Sure, Top so far it's about as uninteresting for black. It's pick a blue card that's in every deck. Pick a black, pick a black card. card in every deck. They're in it just as I said. Telemann performance is pretty strange because that's kind of a shit card. <laughs> but <laughs> well, somehow it's, a shit deck. it's made it into forty percent of the ten decks that have been made for okay. Princess Lucretia. So uh, four to ten. I see a Scarab God that would. Sure, I don't know why you bother at that point. I feel you're, you're playing clearly... this hidden commander. You're playing Scarab God is probably the best of the hidden commanders because. It keeps coming back, so as you know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is all standard stuff on EDH rack. Um, yeah, there's literally it's just it's just good stuff. Like just play because there's nothing to do with this. General. Diluvian, whatever. Primordial. Primordial. Cool. Uh, play bribery. He's, whatever. It's like it's one of the worst generals I've ever seen. A six drop five four, so it's under the curve for yeah. no apparent reason. Has yeah. no evasion. 
No. And just adds a blue when you tap it. So instead of swinging for five or leaving up a blocker, you're going to add a blue mana. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess on turn six, you'll have a mana advantage. But, look, this was before Commander, so Legends... True. Now, whoever thought that this was a decent card, I don't know who needs a six-drop mana dork. I Was it five? No, it's six. It's six, It's yeah. three, a black, and two blue. <laughs> it is It is a six-drop, five-four. Uh, hate... Uh, zero. <laughs> this is might be our scale. first zero. Uh, politics. Uh, uh, that. You're going to have to come up with some <laughs> politics here. Uh, <laughs> people are going to just watch to see what your deck does. I feel that that's so if you've got, the best play. Like I said, if you want to play Demir Good Stuff, but you're tired that Lazav people are worried about, you're playing Scarab God, but you're tired of yeah. uh, getting hated out, throw him in front, or her, I guess, Princess uh, whatever here, uh, and people will let you do whatever you want. Well, the thing about this general, too, <laughs> is that you can completely mind-bend it by playing a mono deck and just not care about the general. Sure. You just run mono black. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're on crap Demir. You're just running a hard mono black deck. Yeah. Uh, I f this is yeah. There's not even any fun in this. There's there's no fun. No, because like I'm trying to think like could you exploit the tap? But like everything would just go like infinite. So somehow. turn so turn six you drop her. Turn seven you drop a mana. You're at eight. There's nothing cool at eight. It's not until turn eight that you would drop a mana and be able to expropriate a turn early. Sure, but like, <laughs> wow, what a play. What a play. My huge, old deck is huge. to maybe expropriate one oh, turn early. One turn early. And you could just play, uh, who's the Sphinx that you can top deck things? Uh, Not Yeheni, because we keep mentioning that. No, no, Sphinx. Yannette, yeah. Play Yannette, yeah. and you can play expropriate faster than this deck can. You can, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> um, I, I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if anyone wants to suggest, but just don't play this one. Just don't. Unless, this is, this unless is you're drunk and just trying to have fun and rash yeah. your friends, uh, they will look at you strange. Uh, the advantage is this one doesn't cost anything. It's on yeah, here. Yeah, it's a buck 50, 50 American. American, so you can just buy this and hope it spikes. Yeah. I, sure. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Might as well. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Sure. Um, we're moving on. We're not yeah. even, we're not <laughs> we're even looking at this journal anymore. So what happens when we play random? We do not decide. All right, Evan. I have sure. a theme. All right. I also have a theme. Oh! A real theme this time? I had a real theme last time. It was decks that take extra turns. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my theme. This is Fuck, Mary Kill, God Edition. All right. So uh, for new listeners, uh, basically what we do is uh, Fuck, Mary Kill is basically deciding what order uh, you'd attack people, assuming some generalness of the decks so uh mary is sort of who you'd work with and get rid of last uh fuck is who you'd uh sort of you'd try to hinder but uh they'd be your friend for a little bit and kill is like who you target and try to get out of the game as fast as possible all right ready sure it's my god edition uh fuck mary kill erebos right. god of the dead sure god eternal ronus okay that's the new ronus that's the, the new green yeah okay. doubler uh the Locust God. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I feel like it's pretty obvious that Hate has to be the Locust God. <laughs> because that's the deck that just suddenly, as soon as he's out, you have the fear that, like, oh, he's going to draw a million cards and just you destroy me with uh, shared animosity. I understand that. That, yeah. that no, tends to be what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless Possibility Storm out. 
because we discovered that, that then Locust God goes to the graveyard and then he goes to the hand and then he goes to the command zone. <laughs> and then and he, it really it's messes a trigger up. that screws everything it up. It really makes that like, oh, he lives forever. Now, to be fair, died. though, as really a commander, you never have to put it in the yard. No, but people do it thinking, oh, I can get it back because that's what I always do. And they forget that. New players, extra work. tip. Don't put your commander in your hand when Possibility Storm is out. Yes. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> uh, so I'd hate Locust God because from what I've seen, when I've played it, he is like a six drop, isn't he? Yeah, he's so, a six drop. So he's the most expensive of the... He can probably the, get out fairly quickly. Uh, he's the most dangerous to be on the board, and he's the hardest to get rid of. Yes. Uh, so he'd be who I'd want to get rid of. Um, Erebos is a tough call because Erebos himself doesn't dictate a build. No. Airbus just as a global uh, don't gain life. If you're playing a life gain deck, you're obviously hating him out first. Yeah, you're, you're probably going to gonna put him above the 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 low scum. But at the if end you're of the play day, like Karlov, you have to get rid of Airbus. Yes, plain and simple. Yeah. yeah, but like he doesn't dictate a build. He's mono black. He's got an ability. He's got greed. Um, but he's not a clear like this is the play style. So he's a little yeah. harder to figure out. He is a five seven indestructible though. Out of the three of them, he's indestructible. The other yes. two are not. And Ronus I've never played against because I. So he's a five-five. Five. When he hits play, for those of you who haven't yeah. seen him, uh, he doubles the power of all your creatures that you have in play. And gives them vigilance. And gives them vigilance. And he himself so has death touch. He has death touch. He's five-five. Five-five for five. And when he dies or is exiled, you can put him third from the top instead. Yes, of which you else. should never do. Because yeah, <laughs> someone like they did to Brian will find a way to shuffle your life. They oblationed me. It's rough. Uh, but he's a, he is sort of like a poor man's crater hoof along with, you know, the raised boars and, yeah. uh, and crater hoof, obviously the three of them sort of equal a pretty like potent the power. Pathbreaker Ibex, but not, but on, not on attack. Yeah. Um, I'd probably, see the problem is I barely know them. I'd probably. Based fuck, off their color. Yeah. Fuck. So those uh, are both monocolor. Ronus, because I'd be worried that they'll Timmy out somehow. They'll get something stupid. They'll play Infect or some garbage. Yeah, um, I'd get worried because their five-drop commander is really easy to play in green. It's probably going to come out. It'll probably come out multiple times because yeah. they'll try to kill it somehow. Um, and then Erebos would be, I guess, the Mary, because if I'm not playing life gain. I'd have to find out what the deck is doing to begin with. Also, the big key about Erebos, I think, and about all those early gods is the devotion. Yeah. So it's not a creature till you have seven Yeah, and devotion. if you've got enough removal, you can sort of hold it back. Yeah. Um, I'd get worried if it's going to get Coffers and Urborg that, you know, a big Exsanguinate or something yeah. going come out. Um, but I wouldn't worry unless it's getting to that point. Because um, it's probably going to do its thing, what not a black does, recur things, do make that, people yeah. lose life, whatever. Um, but I'd probably that that's how I'd play it till I figured it out, or if it got, I'd be more worried about Ronus hitting the battlefield than Erebos. Yep. But I also just don't play life game that often. I like it. Sounds good. All right. See if you can get my theme. Oh. This should be pretty obvious. All right. Feather the redeemed. Oh. Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight. You are playing Boros. <laughs> or Jorah Kadim, the Prevailer. Oh, wow. So, the First new off. Hotness Feather, who, by the way, I played a game. 
and Feather did stuff because Smothering Type and uh, Sunforger yep. should not be allowed to be out. And that was one of the games that I had to austere command. Um, they're too good together. So I've actually seen Feather do stuff. Uh, uh, righteousness. Uh, so <laughs> you have, in every once in a while, a Gisela deck. I do, yeah. I've and a buddy of mine plays Jor Kadim. So you've yes, played against all of these decks. Or I've played them. Or you play them uh, yourself. So first and foremost, you killed Gisela. I don't care what anyone Even thinks about... Even if it's about. a 7-drop 5-5? Five five? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Pardon that. Um, it doesn't matter. Gisela is, out of all through those, uh, undoubtedly the most dangerous general, solely because if she's out... Jor Kadim becomes lethal every time he swings. Yeah, so, so that's what everyone forgets is exactly how disruptive Gisela is when it hits the battle. Gisela, if you're so, if you're playing Gisela, or if someone's playing Gisela, and someone else is playing clones, it gets out of hand in a hurry. <laughs> yes, it gets to where every creature one shots. Uh, I played a game once where we had a Gisela out. I played a second Gisela. The guy next to me, Sakashima, then cloned Gisela. <laughs> and we the third the fourth player who had no Gisela was taking two, four, eight, sixteen times damage from every swing. Yeah, Sapperling's looking pretty good all of a sudden. Gisela swung for eighty. So <laughs> without equipment. Alright, so, so Gisela's a kill. Gisella. You have to kill Gisela. And I think like you Gisella said, is actually the best Boros commander. Well, of course. Uh, from what I've seen, yeah. it's despite the fact its casting cost is super high. It tends to be the most powerful. It, well, I feel that also people have tuned Gisela the most because it is a general that's played. Yeah, so that might be it. you you put effort into it because it is it sure. is an exceptional general. She is she's not a, only the best Boros general. I put her in like a top twenty general list. Like, yeah, easy. All right, so uh, you got kill. Who would you? Uh, I guess fuck. Uh, who would you? Fet- marry? Yeah. All oh, you yeah. need is <laughs> one blocker. Every turn for Feather. Yes. Uh, All Feather's going to do... Well, you need more than one because, I said, if you get in the Sun Forger thing, it's going to get back... It's going to tutor for a removal. this comes back to our running enough removal and answers effect. Like, if you can't remove an artifact... In terms of the greatest, like, what does it mean when we say marry, fuck, kill? uh, Darksteel Beetle on uh, Feather Feather is is fuck. Like, I'm not going to get you out of the game, but you can't do anything, so go away. She runs much like Zada does for me, where it's a heavy spell deck. It's not a heavy creature deck. Zada is a heavy creature deck, but uh, it's split between, you know, creatures and and uh, instants. That's why I don't have so many rocks. Well, I think of it that it's it's just, it's a deck very dependent on the commander. So you can knock out the commander, the deck... Well, and it's not just com- it's 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 invested in the commander. So Feather runs a bunch of really garbage spells. Yeah, that work well when you can do it every turn. Yes. So when she can have pro whatever every turn, she works right. amazing. But if you turn her into a beetle when they're tapped out, yeah, she can't do anything. Yeah, and then the half the deck can't do anything. And then if you you're in white <laughs> with the pro beetle, you drop Abyssin, they can't even destroy that enchantment anymore. Sure. And you're all of a sudden at the point where their commander just sits there, like yeah. a literally like a bug that it is. Yeah. Uh, Jorkadeen is the one that you you uh, fuck is that with. Who you're gonna... You marry you marry. Sorry. You're gonna marry Feather. You marry Feather because you're just gonna assume that you're just gonna block it even if it comes at you. Sure. Uh, you're gonna fuck with Jorkadeen. He definitely has to be the second one dead because if he gets online with all his artifacts, yeah, he's, he's similar pretty to lethal. devotion, like. And Jorkadine, he's an infect deck. Well, yeah. Like at the end of the day, people who build Jorkadine, <laughs> they build him infect, they build him double strike, they build him shit like that. So it's like you just kill him, he's wide, 
Yeah. So everyone feels he's a threat. Yeah, because he has to metal craft. So yeah. if you can knock out uh, their, their artifacts, artifacts, and he's nothing to worry about. You know who does wonders against him? The new car. Sure. So yeah. Runs a lot of equipment, so and their <laughs> artifact rocks all shut down. So he can have all the metal working. How many times have we had to explain to people that you can't equip things at cards out? All of the times it happens, yeah. So just so for the record, times. people, you can't activate the equip ability of an artifact if there's a null rod or car note because yeah. it's an activated ability of an artifact. No one seems to understand that. No one gets it. Now, you get around that with the Hammer of Nizan auto-attaches. Right. And Sigarda's Aid auto-attaches. Yeah. And obviously... Uh, Sun Titan will auto Hammer attach. Hammer Zazan, if we're talking about cards people should play, is so good. Yeah. It's... I had to pick up a second one just before, as the price was creeping up. The card's always going to be valuable. It's... It gives indestructible. It gives auto-equip. Anything that can't run Cigar to Aid and is running equipment, it's to run that. the closer yeah. you can get. Because suddenly you're like, uh, play swords, auto-equip. I run that. It allows me the mana to play a second sword. Over auto decks that run Sigarda's Aid. Like, I would rather run Hammer yeah. than Sigarda's Aid. Solely because it comes into play equipped. So your general, yeah. for example, in my Miri deck, I run it. Where it just comes right in on Miri. And all of a sudden, she's a 5-2 first strike. Indestructible. Yeah. And once she's tapped, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a great card. I barely ever see it. Nope. I don't understand why. Uh, it's limited availability. I, th I think that's all it is. 20 uh, bucks for I see a card I that think, you can argue against if you don't think properly. I think I got both for less than 10 because I watched the price nice. and snuck them in. I got my first one at 10 but the last one I just traded for like a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so that would be my choice. I would, I would... I'd agree. Um, you got to kill Gisela. The other two is, depending on your deck you're running, Feather might be more of a danger if you're not running a lot of answers, or you're in green, you don't have flyers or something, or black. Yeah. Uh, Jorkadine, if I you're playing you're, wide, you can probably deal with. I think you're, you're going with Feather is one thing to worry about. Jorkadine is multiple, so it's, it's easier the whole just deck. to let Feather go. Yeah. Jorkadine is more of a, a group effort. Right. Feather, once you get rid of Feather, if you, you drop, never more Feather, you drop Maze of Eth, and you don't have to worry about Feather, yeah, feather for the rest good. of the game. <laughs> there hasn't been a pro land card yet that I've seen. but no. uh, Well, pro everything, technically. I right? don't think there's an instant that does that yet. No. no. So you're fine. So at that point, Feather's like, I I got nothing. Yeah, but... And then you can go about your business. is definitely the second kill. Sure. Uh, yeah, 100%. Makes sense. All right, let's go to uh, finish this up. Whoa! Let's play this commander, Ron. Who shall start? Uh, I'm going to start. Okay. Think, okay. Just because I had mine called up here. So mine is because people play this general, but they play it differently. So All mine right. is uh, Aimanatu, uh, the Fate Shifter, the, one of the new it's Planeswalkers. The Esper Planeswalker? Yes. Right. And so everyone plays the first ability, the draw and put something on top, or the flicker. Oh, you want to use the You alt. have to alt it. All right. So All right. for everyone who doesn't know, the alt is choose left or right. Gain control of all non-land permanents that aren't Eminatu of the player to that po uh, position. But that's for everyone at the table. That includes so you. So if yeah. you choose left, you gain control of everything to the left of you. But then the pr everyone no, no, you goes pass around. everything left. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you choose and get. Oh, is the choose and get? Okay. My screen's a little cut off. Uh, right. But I think it's you choose and get. Oh, okay. It's like Order right. of Succession. Oh, yeah. Great blue card. It is. It's in Tanifa because I usually don't have a creature. So someone gets nothing and I get their creature. It's so good. Everyone hates it. Um, it's non-land. So I don't know if that helps at all. All right. But nobody alts it because everyone assumes they would hate you for stealing all of their stuff. I'm good with it. But I think 
I, I haven't seen it. I like so it. I I'll build be this. I'll build this. <laughs> yours is a lot easier. All right. Uh, so yours has two defines on it. All right. So All this right. is also a fairly popular general. Yeah. Uh, there's two def defines on it, so you have to do All two right. things. Sure. Uh, so it is Omnath, Locus okay. of Rage. So that's the Gruel one? That's the Gruel one. So okay. every time a land enters play, you sure. produce a 5-5 five, five elemental. If an elemental dies, you may do three damage. You may lightning bolt any target. Yeah. Uh, no land recurrence. Okay. <laughs> under 40 land. Okay, so it just straight neutered Omnath? That's yes. what I have to build? Yes. Yes. So, like... Everyone builds him the exact same. Sure. And I want to see you build an okay. Omnath deck without relying upon maybe the landfall. All right. Um, that's going to be... A, I feel like that's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're up to the challenge, though. Because, yeah, he's a pretty straight, straight build. So what can you do differently? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess I got about a week to figure you this out. You got about a week to figure it out. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, next week you'll hear about our builds, and also we'll throw in some uh, some random little games and choices. Yeah, we're coming up with another topic here. Uh, I don't know if we've decided on it yet. No. But, uh, yeah. uh, we'll take it from our, our listeners who get a hold of us. <laughs> some of all of those listeners. There's basically uh, one guy who we talk to. He's a buddy of ours. <laughs> he knows who he is. He's listening right now. He is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he he feeds us ideas. He does. So thank you for those <laughs> ideas. And uh, you guys have a good night. See you later. <laughs>